The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Harazaider lived in London, Raftuli Gedenk Manzaider, Betzalosteh. I want to tell you a Moedika story, Rabbi Yisrael. He lived in Vienna when the Germans came in, the Anschluss, and they took over, and every Eid ran for his life. And they were running, they somehow they escaped to France, they came to Paris, they were there when the Germans conquered Paris. Everybody was trying to flee the city. You could, the roads were choked with traffic. You couldn't move. They got a horse and buggy, two families together, and they rode, they rode wherever they could. They came to one city, other. I've got the name of the city, Bayonne. They came to a city, not Bayonne, New Jersey. Bayonne, real Bayonne, where that comes from. And, they, and they, they were arrested there. They had to spend the whole night in the police station. They went to Bordeaux and to next. There were tens of thousands of refugees milling about, everybody desperate to save their lives. Where to go? There's no way to go. The Germans are coming. He sees a drunken man dressed in a sailor uniform. And the man is talking with a German accent. And he asks him, he says, what, are you a, are you a sailor? He says, yeah, he's the sailor, he's the captain of a Yugoslavian ship. He says, where are you going? He says, I have a ship tr- tomorrow, I'm traveling to England. He says, could I take, come with you and take my family with you? He says, if you're there on time, you can come. You've got to have papers to get into England. And there were no ships leaving, there were no military ships. No one could get out anyway. So my grandfather went, it was another town with the English consulate, where the, where the British government had their consulate, it was a different city, Biarritz, I think it was called. And he came there to try to get papers to go to England. He comes there, there's thousands of people standing around the building, there's a huge gate, there are soldiers guarding the gate, and nobody's allowed in. There's, you can't even get near the place, everybody's begging, waving papers, save my life, you can't get near the place. I'm thinking, what's going to be over? Suddenly, the heavens opened, and there was a thunderstorm and a downpour. Buckets of water started pouring down. And everybody started running. And they're running towards the building, and he's running and running. And before he knows it, he finds himself inside the building, standing in front of a door. It says the vice consul of the English government. He's standing inside the room. He knocks on the door. He walks in. The fellow looks up from his desk. He says, what can I do for you? So he says, look, I'm here stuck. I'm trying to run away. I have a family, Jewish, and great danger. I want to go to England. He says, how can you go to England? There's no ships going. He says, there's a ship, there's a Yugoslavian ship going tomorrow. He says, if you, if you just give me papers, I can go. I have a, a family, young children. The fellow had Rachbot. He says, you know what? I'm going to stamp your passport. I'm going to give you with me. He puts his hand in his pocket. He didn't have his passport with Fainted on the spot. Fainted on the spot. He left it, left it behind. He woke up to people pouring water over him. He says, what's the matter? He wouldn't believe this. I didn't bring my passport in. He says, I have pity on him. He took a paper, an official stamp, and he wrote on it, all the names on this paper have permission to enter to England, and he stamped it with the official stamp. And Mazeda took this paper and found every single yid he could find Many, many Eden, I think it was about 50 Eden, and wrote all their names on the paper. And they all, they're all today, Shane and in London. <coughs> and they all survived. <coughs> when was, can you imagine how he brought his passport? It wouldn't have happened. The Yeshua came from the Tzorah itself. You don't tell your As I used to tell it every year by the Savior, to tell the history of the family. This is my mother, Olea Sholem, when the family, they were hiding, a large family, 
and they were hiding from the Nazis. And there was no food. My mother was the oldest daughter. She was 11 years old. And she went out to look for food. And when she came back, she saw the Germans entering the town where her family was hiding, where her parents and six brothers and sisters were hiding. They had no papers. They had to be caught. They would be shot on the spot. And she overheard one German soldier saying to the other one, you got to look for Juden, Partisanen und Gewehr. Look for Jews, partisans, and weapons. And anybody who was hiding, they were dragging people out of hiding places, shooting them on the spot. And my mother's 11-year-old girl, she's walking behind them, and she's watching them go house to house. And she just kept saying over Krishna, over and over, she kept saying over Krishna. She knows she's about to see her family wiped out. From, they came to the house where they were hiding, and there was a house, that was, each was like a boarding house, there were separate rooms, one after another. And my Zayda had already looked out the window. They saw them coming. He gathered together the kinderloch and he sent Vidui with them. And he told them that we're going al Kiddush Hashem. We have to prepare ourselves. We'll meet the Heilige Zaydas and Himmel. And they all said Vidui together. The German soldiers came to the room right next to theirs. They went in. They came out. It was a goiter living there. They come to their room and he puts his hand on the doorknob. When his hand is on the doorknob, the woman, the goyishor for the next room comes out and starts having a conversation with him. And she's schmoozing to him for about seven, eight minutes. And after the, the whole time, his hands on the doorknob, and my mother's standing outside watching, and they're standing on the inside watching. And he's about to go into the room, and this goita says, she didn't know anything, she says, you were just in that room, you just came out of there. And he closed the door, went to the next room. He passed over the Yiddish house. Hopelessness. It's no difference. It's no way you're sitting here in a luxury hotel, whether there's a German holding his hand on the doorknob as the same rabbinish that makes no difference to him. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.